Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh, man, fabulous fifth hour is here. It's the 25th hour of the week. We always like to start the fifth hour with some good news. Good news story about this, Rod. Right before Valentine's Day, an Illinois man got dumped by his girlfriend like two days before Valentine's Day. Okay. Kind of be is she? Come on, man! It's almost Valentine's Day. Two days before, sure she had a reason. Get dumped. Well, hey, in the That's Valentine's it. Day movie I watched last night, Ashton Kutcher proposed to his girlfriend, and then she dumped him on the same day, all on the same day. So anything's Ashton possible. Ashton Kutcher. I haven't heard that name in a while. I told you that What's movie, he up to? Movie was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Sounds terrible. That plot. They just. I don't know. I don't know who wrote that movie, but whoever did the, the casting and whoever wrote the movie, man, they they did a huge disservice to the other. So he gets dumped right before Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, but this don't people guy, do that to save money? Yeah, but th- you know, she gets her comeuppance because uh, on Valentine's Day he bought a scratch-off ticket, won a million dollars, won a million dollars in the lottery. Hold up, he won a million dollars on a scratch-off that he bought after on Valentine's right after, after he his got woman dumped. broke up with him. Yeah, good for you. And now the, now the woman's like, oh damn, I know she feels bad. Oh, that's that hurts right there. Ooh, how long have they been together? Do we know? Uh, it doesn't say. It's, uh, I would it, like to know this because find out how serious the relationship was if she would have got some of that money. She probably wouldn't. Have, he might have upgraded. He might have found out he won that damn money. It might have been like, you know what? I'm breaking up with you, girl. I'm, I'm going to give that's me some. A, that's good karma, right? Go give me a eight. Yeah, I'm going to be an eight or a nine. You're just a six. <laughs> I can afford it now. That's right. Afford me a tie dime piece. So good for him. You know, get, if you're going to dump somebody, wait till after. You know, get, do it. Do it. We talked about right before Christmas, right? What was it? Jan- December fifteenth to save the bread was, was the day of mm-hmm. mo- the, the biggest breakups because yeah. people are like, hey, it's, it, "How serious am I about this?" If I'm serious, I probably need to buy a Christmas gift here and probably need to make plans to spend the holidays with this person. I really Whoa. don't want to do that, so that was a bad, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, that makes sense. That's actually just wise. Yeah, that's wise. You can't be bringing her home to meet mom during the holidays no, I, and I, not I, serious about her. I broke up with my last girlfriend like two days before her two-year anniversary. No. Well, it's because you weren't serious about it, right? Yeah. Exactly. You're doing them a favor. I know. If you're not, if you're, yeah. if you're not serious about it, don't let it go on too long. I sh- it took me a long time to rip that Band-Aid off, though. So yeah. When did you know? When you, knew, you, you knew pretty early on, too. I was say, when did <laughs> you know you weren't going to end up being with her? Very early, and I just let it carry uh, on and on. For a year on. plus? Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah you wrote. Well, that. I was all, I was doing the morning show. I mean, this is very selfish. That's no excuse. I was doing the morning show. I, I, was, I, was, I was it was comfortable comfortable. I didn't want to be single. I, I, I don't know. I, it sounds oh. really really crappy now. It's coming out of my mouth, but I was uh, I was contempt, yeah, but I was not yeah. loving life essentially. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, it, you didn't do her any favor. She probably was making long term plans. Oh yeah, thinking about so. how many times had you had met? How many times had you met her parents? Several in that. Oh yeah, you can't be just meeting people's parents, man. Like I tell you all the time, if, you, if somebody wants to introduce you to their parents, make sure you're serious about them because they think something very different about you than you think about the relationship. The, you need to um, make sure because parents are serious. Because mamas and daddies remember. 
Do you know how many uh, girlfriends of mine my parents met? Oh, my mom has met, of my significant others, probably four. Four or five. My entire life, E. Mine is one. Exactly. <laughs> one. Exactly. Yeah, you don't do it. <laughs> uh, mine, my, that's the only one, I think. Well, I... In high school, you probably had some women that you. Nah, not really. I never had an extended girlfriend in high school. Oh, my, my girlfriend in high school, her dad oh, was an ex marine, and he, Ooh. I had to play him once a week in one on one pickup basketball, every week, and he was good, and he'd he'd <laughs> he'd back it down <laughs> in the paint, and he'd throw some elbows. It was it was what? Because yes. I really never had to. Wow, I, <laughs> he would throw the so elbows. Play the ex? straight up, straight up. No, yes. that's crazy. Yeah, I know that. Well. Uh, no, I never had long-term girlfriends really. Even in high school, it was. I think the longest was one that we broke up even before the prom. We still ended up going to the prom. Y'all broke up before the prom. Oh yeah, yeah so you just didn't have girlfriends. I don't know. It was one of those things. What, what am You're I too doing? Too busy with girlfriends. Yeah, too, too busy. I had a bunch of jobs, and I was like, I don't want to. You know, yeah. well, come on, I ain't got time for this. Plus, all my buddies had girlfriends. It just seemed like a lot of drama. I was like, it is a lot of drama. It cost you money. You got to do all this stuff. You know, it was, wasn't sure. wasn't so my deal for sure. Yeah. But you weren't a ladies' man, though. Like, you weren't no. doing it because you wanted to date multiple ladies. You just were too lazy to be in a relationship. Basically. Not too busy, really, I think, more than anything. But uh, um, that was kind of my, my jam. Just, well, I don't know. I was too like, busy uh, in high school for I, a relationship. I, 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 had, I had jobs. I was working. I was doing a lot of things. I had jobs in high school. I worked. I was an athlete. I, just, I played sports. It, it, Everybody else had the same issue. Why were you so much busier than every other not teenager? Not busier. I'm just trying to think of it. But the reason was I just didn't want to get serious with anybody. There you like, go. The, That's could you, like could a lot of work. Girls? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean if, you, if you wanted to. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, he's not ugly or anything. He could have gotten. Yeah. No, uglier people around him in the best town to with girls. I worked and played sports. And, yeah, no, and no. Also, don't listen to E talking about he was too busy. He just That was a made up excuse. He <laughs> didn't want to be in a relationship because he was afraid of commitment or didn't want to no. do whatever it was. Seems, it seems silly. You can't say you're too busy in high school for a relationship <laughs> because true. you get the same amount of tasks that everybody else has to do. You work and then you play sports. Yeah, exactly. And you go to school. I mean, that's it. Wasn't, uh, wasn't in me. Uh, I don't know. So, yes, the only. Uh, uh, that's you know, one. That's, that's amazing. That's my my parents ever met or were introduced, knew her last name. Wow. Was, uh, was that's that's my that's, wife. that's 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 I thought five was a low number for me, but mine's about five. Uh, if you met my mom and outside at five, it was by mistake. Or something. <laughs> she no, ran into you. No woman met my mom by mistake. I didn't do that. No. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dated. I dated. Well, I dated a girl for like two years. Never met my parents. Ooh. She should have known. Well, and cause, and your thing. <laughs> Because I got married at 24, so you yeah, I got, you married, got married at 40 yeah. uh, or later in your life, yeah. so you had a lot more dating opportunities than I did. Yeah, and they wouldn't know. You can't meet mama. You don't meet mama unless it's at really serious, really serious. I, me, me and my wife date each other for, I want to say we date each other for like a year or two before she met my parents. You don't meet mama. You don't, meet, you don't deserve to meet mama because mama can't be meeting everybody because mama remembers. Then mama will be asking about you. Nope, can't have that. This uh, here we go. We've got uh, I like this on their fabulous fifth hour. We've got a lot of sports to get to, uh, of course, the behind the burn orange curtain. Um, but how about this? The Hollywood Reporter Rod has named the fifty best TV shows of the twenty first century so far. Well, we just got here. Well, we, we're twenty first century, so we're twenty four years into it. Yeah, I mean, all Mad Men number one, <laughs> Sopranos number two, Succession number three. You agree with that top three? No, I think Sopranos should be number one. I, and I've watched all those shows, by the way. I've not times. seen Mad Men. Mad Men is a great show. Uh, I think Mad Men can be considered a top five. I don't think Mad Men is better than Sopranos. It's not. Uh, and what was I, the third I've, one? Breaking Bad? Succession. Um, Succession is good, but there, there are shows like Breaking Bad and The Wire that are better than, than Succession. You know I love Succession. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Succession. It, it was amazing. But The Wire was a better show than Succession. That's five. Hey, the Wire was better. Breaking Bad's better. 
than Succession. Breaking Bad on this list by the Hollywood Reporter, 16. Yeah, see, the, the, the Breaking Bad is a better show than Succession to me. I think, uh, and I love Succession. It's good. Uh, but it's not, it's, it doesn't even go on that long. Among the what, we got uh, four, four seasons of four Succession? Four seasons of Succession. Yeah. Is it done, no. done? It's done. It's yeah, over, it's yeah. It's over, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to spoil it for you. I'm trying to think. A lot of these, I mean, like, they have the show Girls on HBO ahead of Breaking Bad. What's wrong with you people? That's ridiculous. What's wrong Girls were so unrealistic. It's so dumb. It was so dumb and unrealistic. No, see that list? You just see. It's over. Boom. You lost all credibility on that list when you put girls ahead of Breaking Bad. Give me the rest and of it. And something them. called, uh, well, here it is. Sopranos, Succession, 30 Rock on NBC. 30 Rock is really clever, man. I actually like 30 Rock. I don't know if it's top five or anything. The Wire, Reservation Dogs on FX Hulu. Oh, I've never watched it. Uh, Better Call Saul at seven. So they have Better Call Saul ahead of Breaking Bad. Girls, Mm-mm. freaks and geeks on NBC. Never heard of it. Never got into that's it. What, like, it. That's like Jonah. What Jonah Hill and them started on, right? Okay, right. Okay. Something called. Like, uh, is that Michael Sarah? Is that uh, what that is? What is that? I, I, oh, it's. Uh, I know what's his name. Dave. Dave. Jonah Hill's or not? Uh, what's okay. his name? Dave. Uh, here, I'll just look it up. I know. I, do, see, I don't watch that show, so I don't even know. Also, uh, something called BoJack Horseman. On oh, the cartoon. That's good. The cartoon, yeah. It's, very, I got it's the deepest with... cartoon. James Franco is who I was thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. on Freaks and Geeks. The Daily Show on Comedy Central is 11, which, by the way, Jon Stewart well, is back once a week now. I know. Well, can you say that about The Daily Show? I don't think so. That John, no. Yeah, I don't know about that. The Americans on FX, which I've never heard of. People like that show. I've never watched it. How about this one? This is interesting. 30 for 30 on ESPN, the 30 for 30 series. I think that's pretty strong. I have, it, I have a lot of them collected, and they're all really good. They, they are all really good, though. It's hard to watch a 30 for 30, even if you have no love for that sport or interest in it, and not think it's actually a good product. They do a really good job on those 30 for 30s. Well, because it's, it's farmed out to different directors, right? It's, it's, yeah, that's, I'm with you on that. It's a really good one. Let me see. I'm going to show you how many of those I have, I have saved in here. Oh, you got like a bunch a, of them on the DVR already saved? Yeah, well, these are just the saved ones that I have not watched. Oh. Uh, Minister of Defense I need to watch. That's the uh, – Reggie White one. Oh, damn. You do got a bunch of. This is a good one. The uh, the great Heisman race. That was, yeah, that 97. Was, Randy that was Balls, the Peyton Manning. Charles Woodson. Charles Peyton Moss. Manning, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Queens is a great one about the Mets. Those that is a good Mets. one. Uh, Youngstown Boys. The trials and tri- life and trials of uh, Oscar Pistorius. What's the Youngstown Boys one? Youngstown Boys is about, uh, it's about Maurice Claret. Oh, Maurice I should Claret. watch that one. Yeah, it's really good. I bet that is it's good. It's really good. What's yeah. the one that's got- the best that never was? That's one of them, right? Well, who was that guy? Oh, man, there's so many great ones. That's a good one. I actually got a Maurice Claret stories, too. That's a good one. Maurice Claret is uh, – it's, it's a great story because, as, as we've talked about before, Maurice Claret grew up about, in the same time period, you know, 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away from LeBron James, who was growing up in Akron. Wow. And Youngstown is just east of, of Akron and almost to the Pennsylvania border. And, you know, the bigger star in the state at the time was Maurice Claret because he played football. He was a and he guy. was Mr. Football. Yes, and he was. he was a dude at, in Youngstown. He was trying uh, to go pro early, right? That but because he was such a big star and LeBron James was such a big star in high school uh, at St. Vincent, St. Mary, they were, they, were like, they were friends and they were contemporaries. But, of course, LeBron, because of the rules, got to go off and make, make a fortune yeah. <laughs> and start his NBA career while Maurice Claret had to go to, at the time to Ohio State. Yep. Didn't have NIL at the time. He felt like, come on, man. Uh, why can't I get my bread? Why can't I get any money on this deal? And, of course, Ohio State won the national championship mm-hmm. that year. It was a freshman, his freshman year, and then the, the pressure of that. And the, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's a really good story because he falls apart. Uh, oh, person. yeah. Oh, no, I, I, was, I was teammates with Maurice Claret. Oh, yeah? In Denver. 
Yeah. We're in Denver together. Yeah, I hung out with Morris Claire a lot. I'll keep that good stuff dude. to myself. He's a good dude. He he was a bit uh, immature. Yeah. Um, but what, weren't we all? Weren't we all? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he was a good dude. I remember being teammates with him. So, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, there's some television chatter. Good stuff. And I disagree vehemently with that. I can't believe uh, that list. That's crazy. And I would put, um, I put you know me, I'm, I'm a Peaky Blinders guy. I put Peaky Blinders on there. Peaky At least Blinders on the top. You're going top 20. I they're peak- going 21st century. I'm trying to think of a, a show that's not on there at all that's really good. Peaky yeah. Blinders for me. I love that show. I'm actually, I'm actually going back and watching it, rewatching it when I don't have anything else to watch and there's time uh, because it's just an easy watch. It's a fun watch. Yeah. It's a good watch. Um, with with Thomas Shelby and the uh, the Peaky Blinders, it's a good show. All right, so there's some TV. This is your weekend where you're kind of searching for good TV. Oh right? no, you're gonna need it. I'm I'm gonna come up with a list. I think maybe next week for uh for the listeners uh, in terms of some entertainment options. Yes. Sh- good shows that I'm watching right now. That's good. good we shows need shows that I have watched because you know you got NBA All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. which you know you could see Stephen A. Smith with a broken ankle tonight because of Michael Parsons. Wow. <laughs> the celebrity game. Come on, man. Who can actually hoop? We've also got. Uh, uh, you know, college baseball probably with the for for our audience probably the most watched and viewed things of the weekend. That's fair. Um, I don't know what else you're watching this weekend. Golf. I'll be watching golf, of course, but you don't like golf. I'll be watching you know, Scotty Scheffler if he can get his putter going. Tiger Woods, can he make the cut today out Tiger of Riviera? Woods, Jordan Spieth's on the leaderboard with the. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Ty. What about I the just... uh, with the three point shooting contest between Steph and Sabrina? What's her name? Oh. That's that what they're doing? We, we, haven't, we haven't discussed that yet. How, how do we think that's going to We have go? not discussed that. I, I, I'm, I'm behind being on my sexist. all-star weekend. Do you, do, you think he will, do you think he will lose on purpose to boost? Why would he? He's a competitor. He's not going to lose on purpose. Um, but, I mean, he could. They, I'm assuming they're going to be using an NBA ball, which is significantly bigger. And no, she'll three, use her balls, right? Uh, they're going to make her use a ball fair. she doesn't normally shoot. What, is she going to shoot from the WNBA three-point line, too? There's a lot of inconsistencies here. I need yeah, to, and I you can know. bet on this. Well, but, so but like it, it's, it's it, not like this is a okay, gimmick. He, he I got a lot. So here's the format: Ste- Steph versus Sabrina three point challenge. So Steph Curry and Sabrina Lonescu are competing in a three point shootout that will take place after the three point contest and before the dunk contest. Uh, she scored 37 out of a possible 40 points during her legendary run in the WNBA three point contest last season. The format is. Four ball racks with four game balls and one money ball. Fifth rack will be a special, quote, all money ball rack. Stefan uh, St- St- and uh, Sabrina can decide the spot for this rack. Two starry range shots, shot values, a game balls worth one point, money ball worth two points, starry range are worth three points. Uh, Steph will shoot from the NBA line with, th- with NBA basketballs. Sabrina will shoot from the WNBA line. With WNBA basketballs, which sh- mm. that's not inconsistent. That's what she shoots with. Yeah, like she's the WNBA single season three point record holder. Uh, you shouldn't ask it. It would be like asking Steph to go use the the girls' ball. That yeah, would not I'm sure. be that, and shoot from the, the girls' line. Well, why would make you you're having a contest? You, you're, you're cap- she's keeping it in her her lane. He keeps it in his lane. They're the two best shooters in their respective leagues. Uh, why should why would either have to change what they normally do? Uh, that that makes it not the, a true contest, in my opinion. You're trying to find the best shooter. Well, if you don't I mean, have an equal playing field, then it's not a true contest. Well, why is it unequal? It's, it, because you're, trying to you're make doing shots. two different things. No, you're not. She's using the ball she always uses from the line she always shoots from. He's doing the same. I mean, think about it. If that, like, like, that's like not you're doing uneven. a scientific experiment. You don't want to have that many variables. Well, no, it's a competition. If you truly want to tell who's the best shooter, you would have to do the same thing. 
I don't think I've heard anybody complain about this. I don't know if I'm being an a-hole here. You, I'm not well, complaining. Maybe, I'm just I'm just being playing a little devil's advocate. How is it here. uneven though? Well, well, who's getting the disadvantage here? Steph. Why? Because he's shooting from farther away with a smaller ball or a bigger ball. He's shooting from his three-point line that he is the uh, all-time leader okay. in three-point shots made. I'm just saying. She's shooting from behind the line I'm with the ball saying. she always shoots with. Uh, are you seeing any, any irregularities here, Rod? It's just a, it's a battle of the sexes. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's old school kind of it, their, their own spin on the battle of the sexes. They're going to let the women's all-time three-point leader me, versus the men's all-time three-point right. leader, and they're doing it in their respective realms with their rules. So I, I, I look at it as a battle of the sexes. I, I see Ty's side. Ty's just saying it should be both competing um, in – uh, with variables that are as similar as possible or, or as close to being alike as possible. But that's not what they're doing. It's a battle of the sexes. Yeah, well, it's I, the I, best I, female three-point shooter all time versus the male three-point shooter all time. I would argue that the where I would judge it as unfair is if they force or were making one of them do something they don't normally do. Yeah. If they were asking Steph to use a girl's ball from the girl's line or her to use okay. a guy's ball from the guy's well, line, if, then if, all of a sudden I think it makes it unfair. They can both use their own ball. That's, that's fine. I see that. But to shoot from, the same, the shoot, shoot from the same distance. He's a distance guy. Well, I, I don't see much issue there. I, I'll look for it. I'll watch it. How much further back do we know? How much further back the women, the, the men's three point line is from the women's? I think it's like line? three, three and a half feet, something like that. Let me find that. Uh, I, again, I guess. I mean, but again, it's what you're trying to put them in their realms yeah. as close as you can and see which one's the better shooter. Yeah. You shouldn't be asking either of them to get outside of their norm, right? I mean, let them stay in their comfort zones and let's see who makes more buckets. That's really what it's about. Uh, I have no problem with it. And to your question, of why would Steph Curry lose on purpose? Sounds I'm, like I'm you're setting it up that if he does job. lose, you're going to think he lost I'm, on purpose. I'm not, saying, <laughs> I, I'm not complaining about this. I don't, I don't care about this. I've, just, I've seen a lot of arguments on the Internet about it. So oh, I have not. This is the first I've heard of it. Uh, but it seems fair to me. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I'll, I'm, I didn't even know it was happening. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah but imagine exactly. imagine how much you. traction this would get for the WNBA if she somehow beats him. I mean, it'd, it'd, it'd be great. It'd be great it, for the it, league. That's all it I'm would saying. Be great so for it, the league. I'll watch it when Caitlin Clark gets in it, it next might, year. It might be worth putting <laughs> exactly a little right. put a little change on uh, Sabrina, however you say her last name. I'm just saying, I'm sure she's an underdog. And it, I think oh, it, you say you can bet on it, right? Ty? You can. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's uh, not just a gimmick. It's kind of like my homies, though. I'm not betting against Steph Curry in a shooting contest against anybody. Nope. Any human. <laughs> I don't care what gender they are. I don't give a damn. I got Steph. Yeah, I got Steph. If you going, if she's using a high school three point line, <laughs> yeah. I'll take Steph. <laughs> For real. I got Steph. You give me Steph. But hey, I actually, uh, I think that's pretty interesting, though. They'll do it because I'm gonna. I, I think I'm interested to see who's gonna win. I don't know if I'll watch it live, but. It's gotten my attention enough now where I'm interested to see who's going to win. I saw a video, or, or maybe it's a photograph, of a little Steph Curry, probably six years old, watching his dad in the three-point contest. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> Sitting courtside watching his dad. The future, uh, the all-time greatest three-point shooter in, yes. in the history of the NBA, the future anyway. He's just sitting there watching Pops. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, these are two really good shooters. I'm for it. I'm in. Um, New York Liberty Guard, Sabrina Ionescu against uh, Ionescu, Steph. thank yeah. you. I think I was mispronouncing it. They also, Ionescu. yeah, so we've got all kinds of competition. That'll be fun. Uh, LeBron and Giannis had the all-star starters and, uh, you know, got the all-star game, which they'll play no defense. It's in Indianapolis. And I'll say this about Indianapolis, having been to Indy a few times, Rod, uh, for the NFL scouting combine and on those kind of things. That's a cool downtown. That's a cool scene. And it's uh, – it's a basketball town. It's a basketball oh, yeah, state. Right. Yeah, Indiana. Indiana is a – they're basketball yeah. crazy. There's now, no for whatever reason, the Indiana, Indiana Hoosiers haven't been any good in a while. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happened to that program. Pacers aren't great either. It's uh, still a basketball state, yeah, though. <laughs> but they love their basketball in that state. So that's, that'll be a pretty cool scene. By the way, we're speaking – if the weather weren't a factor, Indianapolis would be a good place for a Super Bowl. 
as far as you, because you can walk and get to a lot of places. Is that why it's all close in Lucas Oil yeah, Stadium? I've, and heard, they, I've heard that, and they have tunnels everywhere. Like you yeah. don't have to go outside. Mm. Uh, they have elevated, uh, you know, indoor walkways, and they have they have tunnels underneath. Yeah, that's a good town. That's a yeah. fun town. They always say it's a town you can walk around. You can oh walk man, and get to where you need to be. It's 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 alive, man. It's a cool place. And so from Lucas Oil Stadium over to the basketball arena is only probably six blocks. So it's in, in the, all the entertainment districts in, is in between the walk. So okay. it's pretty cool. The convention cool. center's right there across the street. Nice. It's a good town. I like uh, downtown Indianapolis. That's where this will be, and that's where Steph will face Sabrina yeah. in three-point shootouts. I've been there once, and it, I stayed inside the combine the whole damn time <laughs> as a player. So I think I, had to, I think they had to like take me to a, like a hospital for some X-rays or something like that. That's about it. That's it. It's only only hanging out I did in Indianapolis. Um, they did, what was the last Super Bowl? They have Super Bowl there. What's that Super Bowl that was in Indianapolis? Did they have one there? Uh, did they have a Super I don't think they've ever hosted it. They've always had the Combine there. They always had the Combine there. This is a central yeah, location. I can't, re- I can't remember them, but I'm sure maybe it happened when they built a new stadium way back in the day. I have no I idea. I will look that up. And, and, and the cool thing about – because they've talked about moving the Combine. I know. They won't do it, though. But Because it, it's just so convenient. I mean, it's exactly. It's right there. The yep. hotels are right there. Um, you know, you can get in and out, and it's a yeah. central time zone, so it's an easy flight in. If and they out. were ever going to do it, they would have done it. I think exactly what you just said. The coaches, it's just too pragmatic. The yeah. way that and 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 the, and the city has been such a gracious host that they have kind of they've built an infrastructure around the combine just for that combine. That's right. And so, yeah, no other city is going to be that convenient with it. So, yeah, I don't think it will ever move. Actually. Uh, it's it's good for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I don't believe – yes, Indianapolis hosted a Super Bowl once in the past. City's moment came in uh, night, Super Bowl 46. Okay. That wasn't, that wasn't that long ago then, Super Bowl 46. We're at 58 now or whatever. What were we, 58? Uh, we're at 58, so 12 okay. years ago. So, wasn't that, I guess it was more recent than I thought. I don't even remember who played in that I Super don't Bowl. I'm gonna look that up. Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl 46. It wasn't a lot of people. I mean, right? This was all a buzz around the city of a Super Bowl. I just can't remember Indianapolis having that kind of buzz. But yeah, it. Uh, it, it it probably is based on the fact that they built that stadium. And it was uh, the the New York Football Giants beat the New England Patriots. Damn. At Lucas Oil Stadium. Okay. Eli that, Manning. That's a big one. Beat man. Tom Brady. That's a big one. That's a big one. Was that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was the second time, huh? Kelly Clarkson sang the national anthem and is on NBC. Okay. See? There you go. Learn something new every day. Learn something new every day. Mm. Uh, our friend Craig Way would have gotten that once we said Super Bowl 46. Oh. So we said, oh, that was in Indianapolis. Was it was 21 to 17. It was Bowl, Lucas Oil State. Super Bowl <laughs> trivia is just uh, amazing. And that was the second time Tom Coughlin got over on Bill Belichick. Because remember, they derailed them in 07. And who was the D.C.? Spags. Spagnola. <laughs> Spags. <laughs> We're putting him in the Hall of Fame of coordinators. Yeah, he without deserves a doubt. it, man. He deserves it. He really does. All right, that's good stuff right there. Uh, good conversation. A little TV, a little, little draft, a little competition on the three-point shot. We'll reset Caitlin Clark's big night at, at Iowa last night with a 49-point, 13-assist performance as Iowa uh, beat Michigan, and she set the record. She's now the uh, highest-scoring women's basketball player of all time in Division One. Well, and I just think just name recognition. I mean, that's one thing that her and Angel Reese have done great. I mean, you're talking about a lot of sports fans who are not women's basketball fans who could tell you who the best women's basketball players are. I think that's a huge step in the right direction, just uh, in terms of being pro- the progression and being a progressive sports fan. I think we may be in kind of a golden era for women's basketball, maybe not overall in terms of competition, but I'm just talking about recognition and recognizability and knowing who these stars are. Um, NIL has helped that too, but uh, we shall see. I mean, Kaylin Clark's been a household name for like the last two years now. And that, I mean, we're talking about, you know, 
talking about her and her transcending from the sports page to the front page. I think that's really good for women's basketball. We just had a conversation about the three-point shooting competition between the WNBA all-time uh, three-point uh, leader and Steph. Yes. I mean, they, yeah, women, women's basketball is trending the right well, way. Well, and the, in the, uh, the TV industry would tell you the TV ratings are great. Yeah, they, they've been through the roof. Among the fastest-growing sports on TV are women, women's softball, uh, women's volleyball, and then women's basketball. I believe the volleyball thing, though. Volleyball. Yes. volleyball is actually fun to watch. It's actually a fun sport to watch because the, the athletes, indoor volleyball, I don't know about the beach volleyball, I even though Texas is getting into that, they just look so explosive. The court, everything, it, it actually just, it's a really good product to watch considering the, the, the court uh, <clears throat> dimensions and specifications. It's just a really explosive sport to watch. By the way, Caitlin Clark is on pace to go past Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time scoring See? mark on the men's side. I asked you that um, earlier today. Yeah, I wasn't aware. But, no, she yeah. it, it, it could happen on her senior night, March 2nd, if she stays on this pace. She's currently averaging 32.7 points per game. Now, she would be doing it in four seasons. Pistol Pete did it in three. He, he, Pistol Pete Maravich, while at uh, – at LSU, LSU, averaged forty four point two points per game. Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, like I said, she's a, that's why I think she's come comes such a household name. There are reports that she's going to end up being all time yeah, league scorer in college. All, his all time number is three thousand six sixty seven. She's got now three thousand five sixty nine. I think so. she'll pass it. I do too. I think she'll break the record. And it could happen on a senior night. You know, that'll draw a big audience. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, took her a year less or a year more, but at the same time, it's still more points than anybody's ever scored. And she had forty nine. Last night. And that's why she's going to break it because they didn't expect – every time you think she's going to, you know, have some underwhelming performance, man, she just blows it out of the water. She was great last yeah. night. Uh, Jay Billis has, actually has a column and a story at the, uh, at the main page of ESPN.com saying, pause with me for a moment and appreciate Caitlin Clark after what she did last night. That was pretty cool. All right, we'll come back. When we do, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain one more time. We'll play around to who said that and into the weekend. What are we going to be watching with no NFL or college football? We'll get you details coming on. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Says, I remember that Super Bowl E with the Giants in New England. First time we bought out, bought the uh, 55-inch flat screen. 3,000 bucks. Oh, That's back when they were high dollar. High dollar. I like that. I mean, that was, I remember that because I think I picked the Patriots both times in that Super Bowl. No Super Bowls. That oh, 7 one end in 2011. We're talking about the recency bias with Patrick Mahomes. We can't start talking about him. But, you know, if not for Eli Manning. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, him and Nick Foles. If we, Big well, blank Nick. Yeah. I mean, those are the three <laughs> quarterbacks to beat him. Without Eli Manning, he's got, what, nine Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, I guess Patrick Mahomes should be happy to be thanking Eli. They're taking a few away from Brady, man. That was – even the, the Nick Foles one, too, was – And the Patriots were favored in both games. Yeah, that was my – when is that going to happen to Patrick Mahomes? Because right, his loss was to Brady. He's got to have a couple of those almost inexplicable, like, that don't make sense. Yes. The, the, those two Eli Manning losses, especially the, the 2000, after the, the 2017, which was undefeated throughout the regular season and the playoffs until they got to the Super Bowl – 
that's one of those losses that still, still doesn't make sense on Tom Brady's resume. Just doesn't. How the hell did they get beat? And then when you break down the matchup, you know how they got beat because he got Spags, number one, right? Steve Spags, one of the greatest defensive minds of all time for the Giants. But then also, remember the Giants had that D-line, that pass rush? Yeah, that was, the, that was the key, right? Oh, man, they had like five, six guys that can rush the passer. And essentially, that was kind of what happened to Mahomes. Yes, he went against Brady and the Bucks. Remember, the Bucks were loaded on that defense, especially on the defensive line and the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs had injuries. They were injury riddled, and that was right before Brett Veach retooled and overhauled the offensive line. Now they don't have that issue. But on his resume at one point, Patrick Mahomes will have a couple of inexplicable Super Bowl losses. He just has to. It's, it's just, just it's, it's football. Averages, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, just football at one point. And for Tom Brady, both to Eli Manning and then the Nick Foles one, that came out of nowhere. But all things, the only thing that all those opponents had in common who were able to topple Brady – Elite pass rush specialists. Mm-hmm. Yep, because remember Philadelphia had a bunch of them. They stockpiled them too. You got that, you got a shot. Well, remember the uh, Eagles would tell you there was a slippery field when they no, played the Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> and your guy that. Kyle Shanahan would tell you that the, the holding, Chiefs, Chiefs hold like hell in the they Super hold. Bowls, and they don't call it zero holding calls on the Chiefs in the last three Super Bowls. That is wild. And Not one damn holding call. <laughs> Like, and then they, they were one of the top holding teams in the league during the regular they season. They led the league. <laughs> they led the league. And yeah, but it, but it, they would tell you, hey, when it's championship time, that's when we play our best football. That's when we're most focused. That's when our technique is at its best. Our fundamentals aren't flawed at the, you know, at, at the in clutch time. So that's what they would say. But, yeah, you know, I, I would tell you that offensive linemen hold on every damn play. I do too. So I there's definitely some holding going on. They just didn't call it. Uh, and, and holding calls are drive killers in the National Football League. Ooh, we know that, right? There's not brutal. The, or point killers, right? You end up having to kick a field goal most of the time. Those 10 yards, it, it, look, I mean, it, it does not – it's like we talk about the Longhorns. When, you, if you were the, when the Longhorns were the number one pressure team in the Big 12 but had the fewest holding calls called against their defense, <laughs> that just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, and then here it is. You had the number one holding team in the league during the regular season, now placing their biggest competition, toughest team, Bosa and Zero. Chase Young. <laughs> Zero. They're, they're not holding any of these guys up front. Probably the best D-line they played all year long. Uh, Ty, can yeah. you have that piece of sound ready? I sent it to you yesterday. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes related, so go back pretty deep in, into the uh, oh, stuff man. I've sent you. But I'm just loving this NFL Nat sound. Listen to Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Uh, this is when Dre Greenlaw, before he got hurt, mm-hmm. and he, how he was flying around smacking people. He was. He was literally smacking people. Like he was smacking. He took a tackle somebody and hit him on the head. <laughs> yeah, listen. Uh, and and, and then, then listen to Patrick Mahomes here talking about, hey, guys, uh, we're in for it today. Uh, we got to get going. This is pretty good leadership from, from old, uh, old number 15. First Kansas City possession at the 27. Shotgun snap to Mahomes. Oh, and Stymie behind the line. Isaiah Pacheco. Get your whistle. Mahomes. Now he'll bring Kelsey in motion to balance out the formation left. Throws it to Kelsey. Tight end screen. Cut down. There's a third and 12. Now Mahomes scrambling to his right. Finds McKinnon. He'll be short of the first down. Okay! Hey, we gotta bring up our intensity. Yep. I'm gonna tell you right now. Hey, we gotta bring up our intensity. Their D-line's got more intensity. We got more intensity. Hey, they got more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Intensity, baby. We got to bring it up. We got to bring up the intensity. There you go. And losing Dre Greenlaw, they lost it. Remember, I'm saying that guy was hype. He was He's so flying high. around everywhere. They, they could have called him for an unsportsmanlike conduct at the beginning of the game. He made a tackle for a that loss. Was the, that last one you heard on Jerick McKinnon. He, he smacked him in the he helmet. He smacked him. No, <laughs> and it was like, no, he was like Bam Bam from the Flintstones. <laughs> he like banged on his head, and everybody was like, that could have been a penalty. And it was. They just let it go. Guys, he was so hype and so intense early in that game. I told you, when I first came on air with you guys, I said, Man, Drake Greenlaw going down was the biggest. It was the biggest factor in 49ers losing that game because as soon as he went down, there was panic on the 49ers side. There was elation and joy on the Kansas City side, and they went right after Owen Burks. They went right after the backup. Yeah, nine catches, and nine attempts. Oh, well, man. and that's uh, and he was he's their heartbeat. I know. I, yes. I know. You know, Fred Warner's a really good player. A Hall Pro linebacker, but that dude was running around right like Ray Lewis. He was he was like yelling and screaming. He was like ah! He was like the emotional mascot for them at the time, and it was devastating to the Niners oh, sidelines. We've heard man. that. I mean, yeah. that, it's amazing how an injury can flip a game like I that. I saw it. I, I remember seeing the players' reaction to it when he went because it, it was in between plays. Man, it was right. He was coming onto the field. They, oh man, it was like somebody had died on that sideline. Like oh. they, uh, the coaches, everybody took helmets off and they all just went over there just staring at him. Yeah, we heard uh, like, Kyle Shannon like. Did he just get hurt running on the field? Like, like did Dre yeah. just get hurt? Because remember when Dre Greenlaw against the Eagles back in the regular season got in the fight with Don yes! Sandro? You're right. Yeah. And he was trying to he took a punch at him. Yeah. I'm like, who wants to mess with that dude? That dude's in biceps look like my legs. Yes. <laughs> like, come on, emotional man. intensity, and then that, right, the 49ers lost that, and that's crazy that Mahomes. That's how you know that guy's next level. His awareness, he's observing. He's like, no, no, that. Now they got way more intensity than we do. We need to go. We got to pick it up because we can get drowned by the intensity early on. The 49ers outplayed and outcoached those damn Kansas City Chiefs. And that Dre Greenlaw injury, man, you could not quantify how big it was. And right before the half, they put points on the board. And that's when it felt like, it felt like the momentum was shifting. Yeah. And the 49ers had all of it in the first half. They sure did. Hey, let's uh, get behind the burn orange curtain one more time on this Friday. Last trip in the week, talking Texas football. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind all right, now we haven't talked a lot about this, so let's have a little conversation um, about the hype video, the trailer that was released for the uh, new college football uh, game for uh, uh, EA Sports. So it's coming out. Uh, they said it's going to be the, later this summer, ahead of the 2024 season, it's going to be out. And a lot of the players, current players, student-athletes, they're really hype about the game because everybody wants to know what their score and rating is going to be. <laughs> so they're really hype about the game. And overall, college football fans are wondering, who's going to be – there are two questions that college football fans want to answer about the new game. And I want to ask you guys too. Who's going to be on the cover of the brand-new college football game? Who graces the cover? And who's going to be the highest-rated player on the new college football game for the 2024 season? Nick Saban. Uh, Nick Saban cover. Nick Saban cover would be good. There are a lot of people saying Dion's probably might got a chance yeah. to date it because Dion is I mean, he's a big face of college sports right now. So Dion's got a shot. Hell, Dion's got a couple of players that they may. I doubt they do it, you know. But Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter, right? Two, two of the best. You got a two-way player on that team, Travis Hunter, who gets a lot of Heisman love. Shadur Sanders is probably going to get some Heisman love because he's one of the better quarterbacks in college football. Anybody else you think, guys? I like your, your Nick Saban uh, suggestion. That's a, honestly, it probably should be Nick Saban. Uh, it will make That's a lot of sense. what he's done for college football. And, it, and you would upset fewer people. 
Yes. Like you would offend and upset fewer people. You put Nick Saban on there, everybody would go, okay, this is Nick Saban, he's the GOAT. And he's not coaching Yeah, anymore. and you put Dion on I mean, Dion could be because he was such a great player, mm. yeah. and now he's a coach. You put Dion on there. That, no one's going to get mad about that. Uh, well, there's somebody to get mad somebody about everything. Yeah, somebody get mad about everything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can't do anything about make somebody mad. Um, as we talked about, you had to, you played the sound of uh, of Cheryl Swoops. Exactly. Given a very objective view of Caitlin Clark, and <laughs> she had to apologize. She had to apologize for it. Come on, man. Uh, so I would say Nick Saban. Who's the best player? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. It, honestly, yeah. What player? I, honestly, I, I keep coming back to like Travis Hunter could be one of those. Shadur Sanders. The like, what player do? Yeah, who we know is going to be great. I saw. I don't know if you saw this list, but there was projections. I can't. I don't. I don't know who put it out. It's probably just clickbait. But Ollie Gordon was the only number ninety or ninety nine overall that was listed. And Quinn yeah, that Ewers was two. That was two four seven sports. Okay. And, and that's stupid, by the way. <laughs> you cannot give Ollie Gordon a ninety nine on the game. The precedent you will set for that is basically you're going to have like. 30-99s on the next damn game. 99 has to be reserved for guys who are in rarefied air. We're talking about Heisman finalists, Heisman winners. We're talking about transcendent players. Matter of fact, I would prefer, honestly, Ty, don't give anybody a damn 99 on the game to start out. Or, like, yeah, I don't think anybody deserves it. Like, like I mentioned earlier, they'll be able to, to change the ratings with updates and stuff, which wasn't available in the when Xbox 360 NCAA 14 was out. So I think, Great point. Yeah, like and you said. They, they, and they can update them as the season goes, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, so I would start with everybody, the highest being like 95. Yes. And then see yes. who works their way up. Yes. I mean, because we know last year, you know, Brock Bowers would have been close to a 99, right? He'd, yeah, that, last uh, Caleb Williams, they, they'd Caleb have, Williams. They, they might have had one or two guys close, approach 99 last year. Because you're right, I like the Bowers. Caleb Williams would have been really close. Yeah, Bowers was at, at tight end, he would have been, you know, the elite player at that spot. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he probably would have been MJ, close. Yeah, for sure. Those three. Uh, those three were your two, your three best yeah, players. I think and, you're right. But then as the season went on, you got you know all of a sudden a guy like uh, Michael Penix would have you know rose risen. A guy like Roma Dunze would have gone. Yeah, uh, Penix uh, probably would have got close to nice seven or something. You know whose whose rating would have grown as the year went on is Tawandre Sweat. Tawandre Sweat, a nasty <laughs> rating out there. You're right. And that's good. Brings it back to Texas. So guys, what do we think? Who do you think is going to be the highest rated player on the new game for Texas? Is it indeed Quinn yours? And if it is, what do you think Quinn's grade is, Ty? His overall projection. I think he might be at a 90. I'm going to say Quinn will be at a 94. Yeah, I don't play the game, but I, that sounds about right. I'm what would you 94. say, Ty? Where are you, Ty, on uh, Quinn yours? And, uh, maybe yeah. oh. 89. Be higher than Carson 89, Peck? 90. Yes, I, I'd, I'd re- I rate him higher than Carson Peck. Okay. Well, those are your two best returning quarterbacks probably. <sighs> The hard time. Uh, Shadur, that's, that's Shadur, crazy. Yeah, Shadur's Shadur, going to be high. He's going to be high. Shadur probably will. I wonder, well, he'll be higher than Quinn. So maybe Quinn is like, yeah, maybe you're right, Ty. Maybe it's close to 92. I think he will have a 90-something grade, though. I think they'll give him a 90-something grade. Um, and I agree with E. I don't know if he should be the highest-rated player on the Texas squad. It probably should be Kelvin Banks. But yeah. I don't know if he will be. Yeah, I think I would go with Kelvin Banks. I think he's the most sure thing. Uh, you know, a third year who started every game at tackle as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that 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 should be your. That's the that's the most guaranteed. If he stays healthy, player you can count on at Texas this year. Who's the third highest rated player then on the team? I think I if saw my friend Quinn and Kelvin Banks. Who we think's the third highest rated player on the team? On this Longhorn team, I think. Right, because uh, it's kind of a, after that's kind of a drop of those two guys. Isaiah Bond. Ooh, Isaiah Bond. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because of what he did at Alabama and his elite speed and the way Sark will use him. That's a good one. Because he's going to have elite speed, uh, which, you know, that's, uh, that's a good trait. Uh, C.J. Baxter, I don't know, he won't be the highest, but I think there's going to be a high opinion of him. There will be a high opinion back. of C.J. Baxter. Um, who is the highest-rated per- person on defense, guys? 
Is it Jade Ma- Barron? Like who's Makuba. our hardest? Makuba. Makuba. Makuba had a down year last year, though. He did. He did. Yeah, Makuba's year last year actually wasn't great, but I, I guess I still see him being really highly rated. But he had a down. Anthony year. Anthony Hill. Ooh, Anthony Hill might be pretty high. Michael Taft. That's a good one. Taft, Taft Daddy. Highest Taft awareness Daddy. rating. Oh, that's uh, the question of the day. Will, will Arch Manning's rating be as high or close to Quinn Ewers? No. <laughs> Ar- no Arch, Manning will, Arch Manning will be like an 84 or 85. They're gonna get, yeah, I can promise Because of the Manning name. Because yeah. yeah, they're going to want people to use him. Yes. And people will. I'm benching this Duke oh, Quinn. <laughs> I can't wait for this game. I'm so excited we're talking about it. I've been waiting. I, I break out the old one, which is NCAA 14, came out in 2013 all the time. I have an Xbox 360 in my house, and I, oh, yeah. I still play it. And it's still a KD great game. KD used to, too. I want to say KD would, like, at times, people would be like, I'm going home to play the game. And, like, you mean the 2014 video? Well, it's so immersive. But, you do all the recruiting, and like yeah, you feel like well, you, you mean started a small school like Texas State and build them up that, into an Alabama. It's gonna be it's, interesting to see what NIL is here in this game. They time. said they said they're gonna. It's gonna be included. There's some Ooh, aspects of it. That's gonna be wild. That you basically can have your player poached. Well, yeah, because well, recruit players. Yeah, no wonder you, Kevin Dunn's still single for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> you're the head coach. You got a defensive offense coordinator. We had CJ Vogel deal. on the show. CJ Vogel on the show said yesterday we're talking about Valentine's Day, and he, you know, it was yeah, yesterday was National Singles Awareness Day. Yeah, and he said I'm staying single. This video game's coming out. Yeah, because <laughs> he knows most women will not let you just sit and play a video game for three or four. Five straight hours. No. Which is what these guys are going to do. And Ty, you got a good woman now, so you better choose accordingly. She'll understand. She'll understand. I don't know if she will. I, I'm about to mount a second TV in my room, too. So I, I, it's, I'm, I'm, all, I'm leaning she's, towards oh, having an Xbox TV. So she can sit TV there with you? And, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dude, trust me. Women are not fans of just sitting there watching us play video games. And all, most of the women that I know in relationships, those guys, they used to be gamers. They can't be gamers anymore. Well, you can't devote five hours to sit there playing a the game. And your woman's like, I'll just wait. Well, and I'll ask. It's not like I'm always playing video games. I mean, we're together a lot. I like to, you know, if we're not really not doing anything, I'll be like, hey, can I, you know, hop on real quick? And she'll, she's nice enough to always say yes. Of course, like I don't, if she said, say right, yes. if right she, now she is because yes, y'all still yeah, do exactly, early stages. Exactly, but I can I can feel it in her like that. That if I'm too long, she'll like start poking me in the back, like requesting yeah, attention. So go. I will yeah. give you this: when my there wife and I were first dating years and years ago, her first glimpse of of me was when I sat at her apartment and watched the entire NFL draft for like twelve rounds. Damn. The old school <laughs> the draft, old too. Not even the new modern one. Like, it was like Saturday morning. Because remember, they, this was back when they did the whole draft on one I day. I know. I was like, ugh. Oh, one day. I don't and, know how you do that. And I came over. I was actually already there. And so she left to go run errands. And she'd come back. I'm still just sitting there watching the draft. I watched the whole <laughs> damn thing. Like, what? Well, wait, what, what was her opinion of you after you watched the whole damn thing? What did she say? Did she – uh, you'd have to ask was she her. impressed with it? No, or she you, was not impressed with it. You lost some points because of that. <laughs> she knew I was serious about sports. That's, so like that's a, for sure. That's like a seven to nine. Well, how long is the old school drive? Like oh, seven, eight day. hours? It was all day. Yeah, it, was it was like, like from 10 day. in the morning until like, six at night. It was oh, all damn day. No, I was taking notes. I, I couldn't even do that. But I guess, honestly, that was part of your profession. No, I wasn't in it yet. But was, you, but you, that was you aspired to become that's what I was aspiring a sports to be. radio right. guy. Yes, and so honestly, it actually is not that to me. I don't think it's not that troubling because at least you were devoting it to your craft. You that, were. I think that's the only reason she accepted yes, it. Yes, <laughs> you know what? I think she was like, you know, this man actually he's passionate about that's what, what I, he wants to do. Yes, yes, he can do that. What 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 what, what did Harbaugh say? Numbing repetition. Numbing repetition. That <laughs> just means he didn't think I was a, a little bit of a loser at that point. But yes, hey, you know, a loser that ended up. 
of becoming hey, a sports know. radio legend. So come hey. on, man, <laughs> it worked you out. Know, it worked <laughs> out, I guess. But you know, I did. I watched the whole damn thing. Damn, I can do that. E. I can do that. I cannot sit and watch eight straight hours of draft. That's no way. Oh, I, I, I didn't know if I was capable of it, but I was that day. I don't even know why it was such a big deal. <laughs> Were you like drinking doing all day? Did we? No, not really. You have like a nothing. You just watched. Sure, it. I had some beers, but it wasn't like a, like a drinkathon. A, like a drinking game doing no. this. I don't know how you did that alone too. You didn't have nobody, anybody to comment with. <laughs> to like exchange ideas? No, just, just me. Oh, just man. me and you her are, her apartment. You one sick mofo, man. That was sick. Well, that you was. know, Ty, Ty, what's the longest stretch you've over wow. devoted uh, to an entire video game? Like one one sitting. Um, I mean. <laughs> An entire day, day uh, days. Yeah. I mean, when I was in middle school, I would go up to Dallas for, I mean, really up until high school, I'd go to Dallas for the summer to stay with my mom. Uh-huh. And I didn't really, I didn't have as many friends up there. I'd usually play travel baseball on a team, but that only took up so much time. So to still hang out with my friends, we'd play Xbox. And that was when Modern, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was out. Oh, that's big. And I had, I had 95 days played last time I looked on that game, of game time, in game. So 95 days of my life were spent playing that, is that crazy. game. Crazy, that is crazy, man. I can't. Yeah, I think we 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 would have marathon sessions. So I will say that. But it was I was with a group. I never did it by myself. Between honestly, there was it was it was it was with Shano, Kyle Shanahan, Bo Scaife, Chris Sims, uh, my man Billy Wright. Shout out to Billy Wright. We would probably sit around Xbox and play Mario Kart. Halo and Madden. <laughs> yeah. Those were like the three. And we would just kind of switch back and forth between tournaments of playing Madden, Mario Kart. I remember it very well. And Halo. Oh, I don't play Halo video games alone. Like, I can't. I, I hate playing alone. I don't like single player games. The only reason I get on is to, you know, talk yeah, with friends. Socialize. And, and, yeah. and that's what talk we're most trend. excited about for this NCAA game because Dynasty Mode, they have online Dynasty where everyone, you know, picks a yeah. program. So we're going to be. That's cool. We already have, like, I think 35 guys in a group text Ooh. ready to go. Damn. So I'm sure Ready. by the time the game comes around, we'll have upwards of 50 all just have their own team. It's going to be oh, – I'm so excited. I'm, I've been yeah, waiting for this day for a long time. You ain't the only one. Hey, in, this, in, in the pro men, the Madden game, you do, do drafts and stuff like that? Oh, I'm in a Madden, I'm in a Madden franchise draft where we did yeah. a fantasy draft right now. And I, oh I, mean, I draft, drafted Chris McCaffrey. I drafted I'm trying, all O-linemen to start out at the draft. By, so, uh, oh, by the way, I went back to the, yeah. the draft where I sat at the, in my, wife, my now wife's apartment the whole day. It was the 94 draft. And I know it was the reason. Oh. I know it was important because I, the Oilers were still in Houston, so I was still a big uh, Houston fan. Love you, Blue Baby. The Cowboys, I was covering. I covered the Cowboys camp, so I was trying to figure out what they were going to do. And then my friend Sam Adams, who I went to high school with, oh, was being uh, drafted. He, yeah, and he went eighth overall oh, uh, to the that, Seattle Seahawks. That's why you were so into. Yeah, it. you he, had a personal connection. And I'd known Sam since we were in elementary school. I got so I'm you. like, okay, where's he going? Yeah, that makes sense. Because Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson went one overall. Marshall Falk went two that oh, year. That was a good draft. Good Brian, oh, man. Bryant Young, Sam Adams, Jameer Miller. Was, yeah, so that's why I, I, I had a connection to it, and then I was, had covered Cowboys camp and. Houston, the Cowboys had, you know, all my buddies were Cowboys. So, yeah. Love you, Blue Baby. I mean, then once you get going, you just got to keep watching it. <laughs> you keep watching You don't really it's have addictive. to. But yeah. It's hey, welcome back. When we do, we will pick up uh, the What's Poppin' conversation. What are we watching this weekend without football? Hook what's poppin'? Austin is a great city, one of the fastest growing cities in the country. And as the city continues to grow and thrive, so does Ironworkers Local Union 482. Many of the iconic landmarks we love in the city were created and built by the skilled craftsmanship of Ironworkers Local Union 482. And right now they're hiring over 3,000 people for a huge project right here in Central Texas. And if you want to become one of these valued members of the Ironworkers Local Union 482 team, you can do it right now. They're offering competitive wages, competitive benefits, pension plans as well. Go to ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org to find out more information. 
Hi, I'm Jenny Covert at Covert Chevrolet in Bastrop. The Coverts offer you more, like 6GM service locations, free delivery anywhere in Texas, highly qualified GM service technicians, and the best of the best in customer sales and service. For 114 years and six generations, we've been family owned and operated. We prove it every day. We want to be your car dealer. Covert Chevrolet, Highway 71 in Bastrop or online at covertbastrop.com. Find new roads. The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that flight stocking. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. All right, it is What's Poppin' Time, final segment on a Friday into a weekend that does not include football, unfortunately. We'll uh, have to fill fill the whole run, fill the whole, or you could just uh, do fun things with your, your girlfriend like Ty's going to do. There you go. Go to birthday parties and actually. No, she's not, she's, she's not in the plans this weekend. She's working. She's working. She worked, what does she do, retail? No, she's a personal assistant slash nanny for a Westlake mall. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. My, my daughter stepped in for her at one point. She did, uh, she did. Uh, over Christmas, because oh yeah, was, your, yeah. Your, your daughter does nanny work sometimes. Oh, big right? time, yeah, big time. So yeah, she you was make some serious money doing that stuff. Well, yes. Yeah, people people care about who watches their kids. Oh, <laughs> they, big time, they pay for it. Pay, exactly, because I I'm thinking about childcare now. It's like I will, I guess I will pay a whole lot of money to make sure that a professional and somebody who makes good decisions is watching my. Hey, child. well, if you ever need a babysitter, Rod. <laughs> You can oh, ask, no, I've, I've, I've told you, I might take him up on that, and I might take you up on it, too. So don't just throw it out there, because I will use it. <laughs> so I was maybe the most proud of my daughter, which is hard to say, because I'm pretty proud of her. But she um, she was playing volleyball uh, in, what grade was that? Maybe eighth, ninth grade? Mm-hmm. And she quit the volleyball team. Uh, a, she got mad at the coach, because the coach got mad at her, because she was, cause you, the girls won't be supposed to be talking to boys okay. before or during practice. Uh-huh. And she, her, her brother, my other son, came in and had to tell her something. And the coach jumped her ass for talking to a boy. And he, she was like, that's my brother. He my was telling brother. me something yeah. that was important. Like flirting and nothing. <laughs> yeah. my brother. So. And she didn't care. No, you can't talk to boys. And so she had to do, like, laps or something. I know. She's like, all right, I'm done. But then the, uh, <laughs> so the softball coach at the high school needed someone to babysit and watch her kids while practice was going on. After school, and she was, was going to pay her. She's like, I'll do that. That sounds great. Wow. <laughs> I'm making, maybe I can make, make some money. I make some money. Yeah, watch I can, these I'll two kids. That. And that, that really launched her. And she She's did, got a very entrepreneurial spirit. As she you does. Like, yeah. She, she like, to, I mean, yeah. and she launched that and she met some people. She ended up in this, you know, Circle C Moms Facebook group. And the, That's just kind of like you because you were like that when you were young. Yeah, so you jobs, like getting a job. Yeah, you didn't date anybody. You were like, oh, I got too many jobs. Got too many jobs. Like, you're 16. I got to work. <laughs> I got a paper. I got to deliver papers in a month. I know. Yeah. That's good. Oh, man. Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, she said, no, no. I'm gonna well, go. I might be taking both y'all up on them offers. So y'all I remember her telling me that. She said, open. do you want to sit here and get yelled at by this crazy lady or do you want to go I know. That's such a coach thing to do. Yells at her, cusses her down. He's like, that's my brother. <laughs> that's my brother, Coach. That's my brother, Coach. He was telling me something about you know, something that I needed to know. Yeah. Um, but, yes, but that was because they were great apart. Or they still are. That's pretty year good. Apart. That's funny. So, uh, uh, that was popping. Um, yeah, so if you need babysitting, good, good for you, Ty. Uh, I will be watching, if I do watch television much this weekend, Rod, it's going to be golf the, uh, from Riviera. Okay. Tiger, Tiger, what show? I will watch that uh, three-point contest between Steph Curry and the WNBA player. I'll be watching that. I might watch a little bit of the uh, yeah the All-Star festivities. I will be watching Texas baseball. I will be watching Ooh, Texas baseball. That's sexy. 
And yeah. I got to look and see if this uh, that that tournament up in in Arlington at Globe Life Park is, field is is uh, on TV somewhere. It probably probably is. That's got some real good teams, including Tennessee and Texas Tech and Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma is up there, so uh, I'm gonna be watching some college. You know baseball. what I'm gonna watch? I'm gonna watch that Apple documentary on the Patriots. First two episodes are out. They're streaming. Done. I'm watching those, man. That's oh, gonna be fantastic. Yeah. I'll give you an update on it. Also, I'm watching. Um, the last episode of True Detective, uh, the latest season. Have you seen? Have you I've been keeping up with I've it? I've not got to. It's, I, I haven't. Up to, up I'm to not speed? loving it, but I'm, I need to watch five. I'm going to watch five. Yeah, yeah, you need to go ahead and watch it. Yeah, because I agree. I'm not. It's it's not even close to as good as season one. Nothing ever will it's just be. Just so True every Detective. time it, at the end of each one, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, how y'all going to wrap all this up? But yeah, and it's a very supernatural kind of element to this one. Anyway, yeah. but I watched that. Also, I'm loving the fact that Larry David's Kirby Enthusiasm is back for its last season. So I'll be watching uh, one of those episodes, too. Ty, are you watching Curb Your Enthusiasm? I did not know there was a new season. Um, I'm oh, going, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do you know He's the band Lettuce? Yeah. Lettuce? No. Well, well, it's kind of like a jam band-esque band. I'm going to that concert tonight. I just figured it out. Nice. It'll be fun. Okay. Where's that? Where's that show? No, I love Stubbs. Cool. Look how you say you just figured it out. Like somebody sent you a text and you got Oh, yeah. Was, I got offered a... That's free, what it was. <laughs> nice. You could uh, you could do a little Texas baseball, then get over to Stubbs. That's not a you can make that Ooh, pretty easy. Got a Maxwell Rancho birthday dinner both tonight oh. and tomorrow. So oh, I'm I know be, how that is. You, you can find me. You can find me there. Be be on your best behavior. I know why y'all go to Maxwell Rancho, <laughs> and it ain't all about the queso. Okay, so on your best behavior, sir. It's about the I knockout, going on knockout there. martinis. Is where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. I know. I've been to the bar at Maxwell Rancho. <laughs> it's poppin', man. It's poppin'. The real housewives of Westlake love it over there. You get a couple of those martinis in them. Yes, they do. They get a little wild. Hey, now. <laughs> All right, Rod, have a great weekend. You too, Ty, you too, man. Happy birthday to uh, your birthday parties you're going to. That'll be fun. We'll be back on a Monday morning at 6 a.m., bringing it strong from the weekend. Who wins the All-Star game? Texas baseball's first series, 7 o'clock tonight, game one. 50th year of Dishfall Field. How time flies. Pretty incredible. Uh, enjoy that this weekend as you get rolling out to the dish. We'll talk to you on Monday, 6 a.m. on 101.9 a.m. 1260, the Horn app, and at hornfm.com. Every hour of this show, always podcasted our web, our podcast page at hornfm.com. Jim Rome next. Rich Eisen follows Sports Complex with Patrick this afternoon at 4 o'clock.